This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Tuesday, August the 30th, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour on a Tuesday, August 30th. My name's Homer Lopez. I'm so glad you joined us today. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver. It's as easy as giving us a call at one 800 951 The lovely Wendy is here today to answer your phone calls, walk you through your orders, or go check us out online at allamericangold.com. Keep your eye on the price of gold and silver there. Get the news to disturb the comfortable. Go look at products. Feel free to buy right there. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its CEO and owner. He's the man behind the show. A legacy, you may call him, of this kind of business, this special business that it is. He invests all his personal time to make sure, and I wouldn't just say his personal time, but his working hours to make sure the research is done to deliver economic with attitude. Joe, how you feeling, baby? How you doing on a Tuesday? You know, I'm struggling. This voice thing, this I don't know if it's an allergy or what it is. There's just something in my throat, and it just won't go away. I feel fine. You know, that that's the the thing. I You know, I guess I don't mind being sick if, as long as I feel sick. But when you feel fine, but, but the voice won't cooperate, and that's what's uh, really, it's starting to annoy me. So in lieu of that, we may not do a show tomorrow. We'll just have to. See how it goes. Maybe if You're I going to play it by ear. Well, if I rest it, hopefully uh, it'll rebound. I, I don't know. I, I, highly, I, I don't know what to do. I, I highly recommend that you uh, gargle with salt water, uh, perhaps <laughs> lemon juice. I don't know. Right. I'm going with Granny's apple juice and Nuts. cider. Gargle. Do something to kind of, you know, relax those voices. I know that I watched a uh, television series called The Tenors. And these voices that the tenors have, that the opera singers, you wouldn't believe what they do to take care of that, you know, silky smooth voice of theirs. Now, you, on the other hand, have a uh, <laughs> deep, uh, grinding voice that is perfect for radio and delivering economic well, you attitude. Know, the funny thing is, we had a customer who was picking up yesterday, and, and he, and he uh, said that I had the face for radio as well. Well, an old joke, well played, but um, bump crazy how does that sound but we know it you do have an incredible voice for the air we have said at lunch multiple times and people just walk up are you on the radio sir are you on there i mean we just excuse get it me, uh, they, excuse me. Me. they do they uh, if you're not you should be i i just know that we experience that you I, do have I that think voice in a uh you know if this thing didn't work out that I could probably get a job on one of those smooth jazz stations. You possibly could. I'm telling you, you have that voice. And unfortunately, and we feel bad for you, I'm sorry that you're going through whatever discomfort just, you have in your so throat. Annoying. It really yeah. is. It's, it's super annoying. But anyway, the, the show, at least for today, uh, must go on and will go on. And and in that note, I, I really am fascinated as I start, you know, as Homer says, I do a lot of research. I'm always looking uh, all over, and it's not just here. 
right? If you're only looking here, you're you're not doing the job. And and there's this thing happening, and and really, it's something where it's happened here. It's happening in overseas. It's happening in Europe. It's happening in Asia. The latest the, the news was this time in Germany. There's been a massive run on safes, and 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 people are talking about the banks and what's been happening and what's going on. And a lot of people that are a lot smarter than I, that have been around a lot longer than I have have been talking about this surprise, this shock that's going to be coming. Uh, people are talking about it before September is over. Uh, you know, as we roll into October, the world is going to look vastly different. And, and you know, the, the thing about it is, is they never, and obviously, as we know, they don't want to let us know who who's in trouble, what kind of trouble it may be, you know, and, and I'm just trying to figure out. Now they're talking, at least today, about how Japan needs to do something massive in September, right? They, they've got to spend huge amounts of money. They have to get inflation. And, and you know, the thing is, you know, we already know they now own the, the, large, the central bank is now the largest shareholder for 478 Japanese companies. And you start to really understand the depths of how big this problem really is. And the funny thing about it is, it's, there's not going to be a warning, right? This isn't like the weather when it comes to these bankers, okay? There's not this hurricane, oh, there, there was a wave out of Africa. And it's making its way across the Atlantic Ocean. And then eventually it starts to get closer near the, you know, like the Bahamas or, or the Caribbean. And, and then it ends up in Cuba. You know, and you have weeks to potentially get ready. And it's a Category 3, it's a Category 4, it's a Category, whatever it may be. And you, you can make your preparations. This this banking, and really, let's call it what it is, this debt crisis, there's going to be no warning. Right? Because why would they give warning? Could you imagine if they came out on television, America, we'd like you to know that within in 30 days, we are going to go into your bank accounts and take all your money. Or, hey, in 30 days, your 401Ks are going to be cut in half. Right? Because then what would you do? Well, obviously, you go take your money out. They don't want that. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Double J and the love, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. And, you know, you just, you have that feeling. Something's amiss. Something isn't quite right. You know, you, you think about the Jackson Hole speech. 
and forget about the the rate hike thing for just a second. Because honestly, truthfully, we should absolutely do it. We should raise rates in September, in December, again in you know February, April. I mean, we should. Right, we should start going back to rewarding the people that have done it right. But the realities are, you have to really grasp what it was that Janet Yellen really talked about. And really what she talked about was what's next. Right, We're going to play this rate hike thing out for a while and do all that stuff, but what's next? And, and really what they talked about was how much they're going to bail out their buddies. I mean, what do you think quantitative easing really is? What do you think the $4.5 trillion that sits on the central bank's balance sheet, what that really is? It's not a bailout of you. It's a bailout of their buddies. You're telling me you don't think that anything is wrong with the Japanese central bank now being the largest shareholder for almost 500 companies? I mean, when the government owns the majority of shares of a company, right? Isn't that really almost like a communistic type of view? I'm just saying. But really, what does it represent? And what does it really mean for the true financial health? Because they they, they try very, very hard. And they've gone through great lengths, right? First of all, they convinced us all, right, in the 70s to use credit cards. <laughs> what a great invention for them, right? Just just great, right? Most people back in the early 70s didn't even own a credit card. Now, if you don't own a credit card, there's something wrong with you, right? And usually it's you're so broke, no one will give you one. Then they came out and talked to you, talked us into these 401Ks. You know, that that's the one place where that's really where the biggest pool of money is. And, and I don't, you know, it's not a, a scare thing. That's not what this is about. This is just about thinking about things logically. Where is the biggest assets? Where's the money? Right? And it's in the 401ks, it's in the banks. Right? And they are, they're what? They're continually trying to what? Overvalue, bail them out, prop them up. When you actually look at real earnings, I'm talking real earnings, not the bull crap you get on the television. Right, because no, none of those earnings on the television are real. You do need 
to understand that, right? All, any, and I shouldn't say any, 98% of all the quote-unquote economic reports, they're just made up. They're seasonally adjusted, which essentially means we're going to take something factual and change it. That's what a seasonal adjustment is. Then you look at these earnings, and you see, you know, they pretended to be concerned about us before. We are going to standardize the accounting. Right? They, they made a big deal. Generally accepted accounting principles. Right? That was going to be the standard. Because if we decided that we were going to go on this campaign to convince our citizenry to put their hard-earned money into these companies, well, by golly, we should at least tell them what's happening for real. Do you know how many companies in the S&P 500 now use these generally accepted accounting principles when they report their earnings? Down to 20 out of 500. That means the other 480 are what? They're telling us a story. Hey, we, you know, it, it, it's like the like a little kid who's trying to get out of trouble and he kind of tells half-truths. He didn't necessarily lie. He just didn't tell you the whole story. It's worse than that because not only did they, did they not tell the whole story, they lied about what actually happened in the story. And yet, you see people do it all the time. Why? Because they're convinced this is, must be what I need to do. You know, and the funny thing is, is a lot of you out there that listen, right, you're, you're of age. You're 45 or older, right? The, your prime earning years, you're either in them or you're at what? You're, you're at the pinnacle of it. You're on the other side of it now. Did it work out the way you thought? When you looked at and you saw the TV commercials and all these people were walking around with their number, right, all these million-dollar numbers, did it work out for you? How'd that work out for you? And now here we sit in, in, in a world that has we've never seen anything like it. Matter of fact, I, I think it was Credit Suisse did this report about all of the money on the balance sheets of these central banks, the trillions and trillions of dollars. And then I, I think about all the things I've heard just in the last 48 hours. Japan needs to do something huge. right? Great Britain, the UK, they need to start doing it. Europe continues to do it. Janet Yellen 
said, oh, don't worry. The second things get real bad, we're going, we're going to add another $2 trillion. And then you really need to understand, what's it for? What's it for? Why, why do they need to create all this pretend money? What is it really doing? What does it really represent? What happens when eventually they start printing all of this money and it doesn't work anymore? And this is kind of where we're at right now, isn't it? Because really what it represents is that this is the system that's broken. This is what really, honestly, is supposed to happen to fiat money. And, and I'll go back, and I like to do this from time to time because it's important. When you have somebody who, who came out and, and, and essentially said, and I'll give you an example, Richard Nixon, 1971. As long as America bought American, it would be okay. Because they knew they were going to go on this huge hyper-debt cycle. I mean, they did. They understood that. And, of course, now that we've stopped buying American, matter of fact, they've now convinced us that you can really never buy American again. Right? Haven't they convinced us of that? What? You're going to put terrorists on? Oh, you can't do that. You're crazy. That's crazy talk. American making stuff. Alan Greenspan. Don't worry. Everything's going to be fine because we're going to run budget surpluses and pay off the national debt, and therefore it'll be fine. That's going to hit $20 trillion. But, I don't know, in the next six months? <laughs> trillion. You know, he only made that comment 20 years ago. Do you know that? that was 20 years ago. That that was only $5 trillion. So, not only did we not pay it off, you know what? We didn't even keep it the same. Matter of fact, it's 300% larger. But this was their great banking prediction. So when Janet Yellen says we're going to put two more trillion dollars on, you know it's way more than that. I have no idea what the number. Uh, my guess, 10? 10 trillion next time around? I mean, if we did 4 trillion this time around, and that may not even be enough. And then you sit there and you think to yourself, you know, I, I'm going to leave. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to, I'm going to leave. You know, stocks are almost at an all-time high. <laughs> I love that part. Never in the history of the world. Now go back. Think about 08, right, and how bad it was. Do you know that there's more corporate debt today than there's ever been in the history of the world, ever? 
Think about that. I just saw a commercial yesterday. I I almost lost my mind. My wife was like, "What? Are, what? What are you doing?" I started mumbling to myself. You know, have you ever done that? Like Absolutely. I'm ha- I'm having a conversation with myself. Don't and I don't even realize that I was doing it. You know. And they're trying to convince us now. Here's the latest one. You know, we're going to get to a point where people will only work, have to work part-time. And you know what? Here's the beauty of only working part-time. Look, companies are going to be more productive. You know, if you work a lot, you, you just lose productivity. So if you only work part you're going to be more productive. You know, you're going to have a lot more free time. I mean, you can practice karate in the garage. Think how great that's going to be. And I'm I'm watching this commercial. And it wasn't even a commercial. It was, you know, it, it was either Fox or CNBC or Bloomberg. It was it was this uh, diatribe about these people talking about how great it's going to be when we get to the part-time American society. It's interesting you bring that up because Amazon just is, has uh, implemented in a memo, they're going to a 30-hour work week in their facilities, their manufacturing delivery facilities. Yeah, well, you know what? That 30-hour work week is really going to be about 28. So they can slide under the Obama. <laughs> and they can slide on full benefit. <laughs> well, I think they're big enough they have to anyway. I'm not sure, but yes, we're going to 30-hour. Isn't that great? How great? Where's this great guy? What could be the problem with that? Stocks are at all-time highs. What could go wrong? This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Mrs. Schlafly is a constitutional attorney, pro-family leader, and author of 25 books, including the best-selling A Choice, Not an Echo. And now, here's the founder of Eagle Forum, Phyllis Schlafly. Radical Islamic groups are targeting American young people more than ever before. Groups like ISIS are using the Internet to reach out to teenagers and convert them to ISIS. The Federal Bureau of Investigation recognizes this as a serious problem. They set up a website and printed a written guide to educate young people on the dangers of violent extremism. However, some liberals spoke out against the materials for not being politically correct. The Council on American-Islamic Relations insisted on changes that eliminate references to the Islamic religion. They claimed that the programs would lead to Muslim students being bullied or profiled. The FBI took down the materials and removed any reference to Islam. They left references to other groups like eco-terrorists, white supremacy groups, and anti-government groups. Young people must be informed about all the radical groups that are trying to recruit them. Some young people seduced by Islam have attacked Americans on American soil. One student from the University of California stabbed four people last year in the name of Islam. The Department of Justice said that he had self-radicalized and drawn inspiration from terrorist propaganda. In another case, three teenage girls from Denver 
tried to run away to join ISIS. The parents had no idea that their daughters were being radicalized, but police found they had been visiting websites where extremists discuss how to get to Syria. There's no doubt that recruitment efforts from radical Islam is a serious problem in the United States. The FBI should not give in to liberal groups who are worried about political correctness. Young people need to know how dangerous radical Islam can be. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. Because they fear being labeled as bigots, most political and religious leaders are afraid to speak out in public against Muslim extremists. That's why only a grassroots movement can sound the alarm on radical Islamic terrorism. Will your voice be heard? Read, follow, and add to the blog at eagleforum.org. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe Jaquin, Homer Lopez, our toll free number 800 951 0592. You know, I will say this. Gold's at the the bottom of its range here, and we'll wait for the big jobs number and on Friday and all the Fed rate hike talk. And and really, it's a it's a win win. And what I mean by that is, if they raise rates, gold's going to skyrocket. Right? We saw that back, but almost a year ago when they raised rates last December. They don't raise rates. Gold's going to move back to the top end of its range. And, and so when you look at the opportunity that presents itself, it really has been a very interesting year, hasn't it? The first six months have just been, you know, that that rate increase hit, and then gold, you know, it ran just like you called it. Took off like a cannon, silver right behind it, right on its heels. And actually, silver, I think, from percentage standpoint, it's done a little better this year. And then you start thinking about what everyone is starting to understand, which is we're not out. We want to pretend that we're out, but we're not out. And now we see all of these subtle changes of the law that now are getting the government more involved in your finances. We're seeing a slew of banks, not here yet, starting to charge depositors. Now Ireland, the latest now, starting to charge depositors for holding on to their money. Right, We're seeing this huge run on safes all across the world as people are looking at what storing their own wealth I mean that's really what the game's about anymore and, and we saw the Federal Reserve I mean the boy what a pretty little PowerPoint it was all the ju- the charts the graphs I mean it had all the bells and whistles about how they're going to handle this next crisis, and somehow that's supposed to give everybody confidence. 
when extensively what they're saying is, hey, by the way, all this stuff we're doing didn't work. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, that's just what they're saying. Hey, it didn't really work. we got to get ready for the next one. At no point in the history of the United States since we've had this central bank, which is 103 years now, have they ever been raising rates with declining GDP and no inflation? It's never happened. Because that doesn't fit their little economic models. But they're, go- they're saying they're going to do this. Why? Well, the answer is simple. Because we don't want to go right into quantitative ease. We want to have a few rate cuts first, you know, and hope that, you know, we avoid something. And I'll remind everybody, this central bank didn't get you out of the Great Depression. I know most people that were that were alive during the Great Depression are no longer with us. Don't be fooled. They didn't get get us out. They got us in. They didn't get us out. So unless World War III is going to start here pretty soon, just know you're on, you know, we're really essential. We're on the Titanic, right? The great unsinkable ship. Kind of like the U.S. dollar. They want you to believe, oh, yeah, strong dollar. America is the leader of the world. No, we're the leader of debt. Well, actually, the Japanese got way more per capita. But we're closing in. Don't worry. We're gaining speed. And the thing about it is, when you really look at what the details are, and this is what I've always believed, and I'm proving to be right, is they're going to take this to the bitter end. They will do anything to try to save themselves. This is a race to the bottom. It's always been a race to the bottom. And really, ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm more convinced than ever, they're just hoping to make it another five years or so. I don't know if they can even get that far. They're trying to get to the point where they can get to the changeover. And when the change comes, all the 401Ks, all the IRAs, all the bank accounts. You're going to get some electronic credit. And now, don't worry. The Federal Reserve, they'll tell you what it's worth. You know, is a is $1,000 going to be worth 100 electronic credits? I don't know. Is it going to be worth 10,000 electronic credits? Could be. Right? Of course, at that point, you know, an automobile will cost 200,000 electronic credits. Right? Your average house will be a million electronic credits. It really doesn't matter. And the thing that, that is abundantly clear is the one thing that, that seems to be where the big money has gone. Gold. They're buying it like crazy. You don't hear a lot about it. I mean, you hear it from me, and I'll give you the, you know, we go over the demand numbers and how massive they are 
and you look at what all of these central banks have done and are doing, all of them repatriating gold, bringing it back, or adding to their stockpiles. You know, it wasn't that long ago, and this is how quickly it's changed. 20 years ago, well, 21 maybe, all those European countries, Germany, France, Italy, Spain, you know, they had a little, a little arrangement. Hey, between all of us, we only can sell, let's, let's cap our selling of gold at 500 metric tons a year, which at the time was a staggering amount. That was 25% of all the supply at that time. Now it's zero. They don't sell anything. None of them do. Matter of fact, the ones that don't have the gold in their country are working on bringing it all back. What changed? Have you ever asked yourself that question? I mean, that's a big change. I mean, I could understand that, hey, you know what? Yeah, 500 metric tons, that was a lot. Yeah, we're, we're going to cut that back a little bit. Right? We're going to go to 400 metric tons or 300 metric tons. But they go to none, and then start bringing it back. What are they getting ready for? Still don't think I'm right. They're coming, and it's a it's a speeding freight train. Over the weekend, in the Wall Street Journal, wasn't on the front page of the main you know the, the main page it wasn't in the money and investing page it was in the review section matter of fact it's the entire front page and it's got a guy in a trench coat and he's got his trench coat open like he's got some uh, watches in his coat you know but instead of watches or necklaces or rings, it's $100 bill. And it reads, the sinister side of cash. Paper currencies fuel crime. I don't know, I don't know if you knew this. Homer, did you know that? I'm learning. Paper currencies fuels crime. This is the Wall Street Journal. It fuels terrorism. It fuels corruption. You know what else it does? It fuels tax evasion and illegal immigration. You know what? Let's just get it all in there, right? It fuels racism. It, it fuels borders. Ebola. <laughs> it fuels Zika like, virus. I mean, absolutely. Zika. It, it's time to fight back, it says. It's time for the United States to get rid of the $100 bill. Oh, in other large notes. 
$100 bill is the largest note we got. What other larger, what, get rid of the 50, the 20? You know what he means. Get rid of it all. Ken Rogoff. Now, you mean that I don't know this guy. Who's this guy? He's just, you know, somebody you may want to uh, pay attention to. He is the professor of public policy at Harvard University. Oh, yeah, and, and this little one, the former chief economist of the International Monetary Fund. And he's got a book out. It's called The Curse of Cash. And and don't be fooled by what this really means, right? Because this is what they want to do, right? They want to label it as what? Only bad people use that. I mean, why wouldn't you just use Apple Pay? Obviously, if you want to use cash, you're an evildoer. Because look at all the stuff that it fuels. He is painting a picture. Okay, the broad strokes, too. All he wants you to think about is Tony Montana sitting in that big chair, big pile of cocaine and a big pile of cash. They go together. Well, and not only that, he's got illegal aliens with him, he's got terrorists with him, and you're a tax evader. I mean, we all know that. And all of this, all of this, and you think about, look at all the things in the, over the last month that I've done about blockchain. It's coming. All the banks are working on it together, right? The Federal Reserve held a huge meeting about it. They didn't tell anybody. Don't worry, Double reads a lot of stuff I found out. And you know what? Thank you, geeks, because that's where I got it from. Right? I didn't get it from the Wall Street Journal. For those of you that don't know what blockchain is, that's really the the coming of age of electronic currency. All of it's going to be stored in computers. And the great thing is it will give them great flexibility. Right, we can go in there and adjust the values of your accounts whenever we want. And there's nothing you can do about it. Can't take your money out. <laughs> Can't take your money. Hey, let's face it. Oh, get rid of bank robberies. Well, the bank robberies where the guy goes in with a gun and a note. Right? It won't stop the Russian hackers. They'll have a field day, but... This is really what is is coming to all of us. And it's not because of terrorism or tax evasion or I forget, Ebola virus or whatever else they say cash is bad for. It's because they're broke and they've, they've set us up and they've paved the whole entire world with debt. And we just need a reset. Uh, you know, it's just so silly to think about uh, all of uh, in last year I cannot remember the total number of businesses that were hacked online right Is it, aren't they stealing money there so what's the difference do we need to get rid of computers for everybody too 
I mean, do we just need to get rid of everything? Because there's no way that currency is going to be stolen. I mean, not going to be stolen. Of course it's going to be stolen. But nobody cares about that. Fear-mongering. That's not the reason. Right? And he talks about how we should get rid of paper currency. Why should anybody care about such a, what he calls a mundane topic? But paper currency lies at the heart of some of today's most intractable public finance and monetary problems. <laughs> yes, it's the evil cash that did it. The cash is false. How many electronic credits do you have? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. I just want to let all of you know uh, there's a good chance we will not be on the air tomorrow. The show will probably rebroadcast unless I uh, feel better tomorrow. Next week, we are going to to take a very in-depth look at what the elite are have planned for us next as they, they start on this path of getting rid of cash and going to electronic credit. The one thing that that I assure you is it's not for the reasons they want to pretend. They need the money, and they're going to get it. And and I, you know, having something where they can't get to it is going to be something I think is going to get much much harder to do in the future. Uh, but yesterday we ran this special, and it was historic-like in how inexpensive you were able to purchase some fractional gold. Uh, we didn't sell through it all, and, I, and I, obviously we did it at the end, and maybe I didn't spend enough time on it. We were selling U.S. $10 Liberty gold pieces at seven ten yesterday. Gold's down about 6 bucks today, so I'm going to take it down to seven oh five. Which puts two tens at fourteen hundred and ten dollars. You know, less well, you know, less than a hundred dollars over spot. Matter of fact, I want to say it's like a hundred or uh, ninety-four dollars over spot for two ten-dollar pieces. I still have about seventy of them left. Yesterday, if you bought twenty or more, I threw in the shipping. Today, if you buy 20 or more, so 1 through 19 at 705, 20 or more, I'm going to take them at, uh, down to 700 and pick up the shipping. At 800, 951 So if you have the means to pick up 20 $10 gold pieces, You'll be looking at a price of about $85 over spot for two of them. So if you did the math and you split that in half, talking about buying a $10 Liberty Gold piece for $42.50 over spot when you buy 20 or more. And if you don't have the means, I mean, still you're talking about $705, which is just a a fantastic price and for those of you that can take advantage do so these are 
historically low premiums. We always get a couple times a year where premiums come way down. This is historically down. I got an email from the largest supplier who was offering these to me, and he said to me, this is the lowest premium in over 15 years. I'm talking about the percentage over spot to go back and buy pre-1933, and really pre-1906, these are 1866 to 1907. And just, I mean, the material that we've been getting with it, we'll say it's just been fantastic. So if you have the means, uh, U.S. $10 pieces, 705, buy 20 or more at 700, 800, 951, 0592. Hope all of you enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Uh, most likely we'll see you again on Thursday.